ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Urban subbing in for Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. All right. If there's anything that we were discussing on the show today that you want to weigh in on or anything that you was ready to weigh on yesterday and we wasn't on, which I'll get to that shortly, you can parlay that over here to today. All we ask you to do is be patient during the long segments and the long breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And if you want to stream the show live, you can always go to the business Facebook page of SportsGrind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page. You can leave comments, and I'll try to respond to those in real time. If not, I'll go ahead and respond uh, to those later. And also, keep in mind, don't forget, if you ever miss any of the show, live all right you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily seven days a week 1-800-707-9760 what's up mr car ready rock and roll all right would ask urban how he's doing but he's already made it known that he's not really like talking on air he waved he waved okay so that's good enough for urban but yeah that's the first for me that's the first that i've had somebody work on that side of the glass um, doesn't want to come on air, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right. So we're back in regards to yesterday. Apologize, but I think I've said this before in August and I'll say it again. Um, you know, technical issues and things are going to come about the way we are set up, you know, keep in mind, you know, this is not normal. I mean, we're, you know, we've got, uh, multiple markets, you know, tune in trying to carry this show and i'm doing this show <clears throat> from um from my home in the hill country so technical connections through uh multiple different stations sometimes things could happen like i told you if you ever tune in and you don't hear a best of you didn't hear us nine times out of ten it's technical difficulties or it's an emergency that came up if i'm out and that's the end of it Unless I tell you really how I feel about certain things, I would probably be able to give you a heads up like that's a wrap. Okay, so but uh, apologize for that, but that's where we are. But that you you should know that now. Like y'all all family, I tell y'all straight up transparency on most of the things, so you should know that. Oh, I guess they're off. Oh, because Calvin overslept. Hell no, man. I don't even sleep that late. No, as older you get, you get up early. I don't understand how older people can sleep to like 11 or noon anymore unless you work like night shifts or something but anyway that's a whole other story but we're back here on hump day so we've got some things to get to of course some things yesterday that we were scheduled to discuss before uh this stuff came up technical wise but um of course we did put a bow on monday night uh week 10 in the nfl and look um, you've heard a lot of breakdown. I'm pretty sure by now since we're Wednesday, the game was Monday. We weren't on, but the only thing I'll say that's a big win, a road NFC East win for the Washington commanders. Um, you know, you got to give Heineke a lot of credit. 
and really, I've been telling you, I, you know, Philly was going to play one of these games. Like, I'm not taking anything from Washington, but Philly was – they were playing at a high level for the most part. And I told you last – on Monday that they really hadn't been clicking in the last few weeks like they were early on. But, hey, it's their first loss, okay? Larry Zonka let us know that he popped the bottle of champagne. I'm getting so tired. I mean – I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many of them still live. To be honest with you, somebody else needs to come up and do it. I mean, but come on, we get it. Like we, they, first of all, that picture. I'm not trying to make light of, but that picture used to be have like eight, nine, ten guys over the last twenty years. Since I've been for the last thirty years, I've been paying it. But that that picture didn't dwindle because guys are getting old, guys and passed and gone on. So we just got a shot of Larry Zonka. Okay. But, yeah, so they're the last team that didn't have a loss. They're in the loss column. And the only thing I'll say about that going on, if you're a Washington fan, a Commanders fan, I know I haven't really heard anybody, too many people talk about this in the last couple of weeks, but I wanted to wait to see the trend of how this team goes. Uh, but Heineke, because if, if I'm a Commanders fan, I've got mixed emotions because I'm excited to the fact that, hey, man, you know, we were left for dead. We got our owner being investigated by the feds. We've got we've had nothing but negativity. You know, it's just one thing after another. People left us for dead. And, hey, look at it. We won like four out of five or whatever it was. You know, they could have won the Minnesota game last week. This could be like a five game, you know, damn near winning streak. So you should be excited because there hasn't been really anything good to report about the commanders. But the other mixed emotions I have. You had this guy Heineke on your bench this whole time in this offseason. So, look, I mean, you didn't give up a King's ransom to get Carson Wentz. But think of it, because make no mistake about it, Ron Rivera didn't commit to Carson Wentz getting his job back. Hell, Troy Aikman doing the telecast, even toward the end, he's like, oh, this is a Heineke show going. Like, nobody has seen the last few weeks of the commanders and think that Carson Wentz is getting his job back once he's healthy. This is Taylor Heineke. So, with that said, the mixed emotions because how the fan that I am or teams I pay interest, I'll be looking at, yes, I always try to look and focus on the positive. But the negative of this is you had this guy on your bench that basically you went to a playoff battle with, that he went to toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tom Brady. And then you just had him, had him grind and grind. And now, like, the whole team and energy is different with him. So you didn't have to give up anything. Like that, that's the that's just one of those situations that where sometimes like it just takes one little small miss attention to detail. That one decision when basically Ron Rivera was fighting and trying to believe, hey, we believe in Carson and I'll put the tape on and I believe he still has something left. You had this guy, Taylor Heineke, that's going to end up carrying you the second half of the season and keeping you in a wild card hunt. So. That's on the downside of it. But the bright side, they're a different team. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Philly, I, I just believe Philly is still um, the top in the NFC. I still believe it's Philly and the 40, uh, 49ers. And then you just got a bunch of other teams that's got issues that's in there. I still put 49ers, if healthy, and their depth is showing to be supreme. And the Eagles. Um, Washington totally took A.J. Brown out of the game that night, too. That was something I was going to touch on yesterday. It showed, totally took him out. But this is the deal, though. I finally figured out why Ron Rivera sticks around the National Football League. Keep in mind, I've told you that I believe when I came out of 11 seasons as head coach, I think he has two winning seasons. Okay. There's people that want guys fired nine games in of their career. Okay. But I figured it out.
I may have had my other reasons, but I'll talk to you about those off air. Why he keeps a job. But the main thing, I think, is because if you look in the post game, and of course, he just lost his mother. I've, I've been through that, and everybody deals and mourns differently. But if you see the emotions of Ron Rivera in the locker room, or when you're talking about the game ball, and you're talking to the team, and you see how the team reacts, and he got choked up, he couldn't even go. The one thing that dawned on me why Ron keeps a job and he stays in the league, and I have been one of his biggest critics that I know. I, 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 to me, I'm not, I'm, you know I try not to be a prisoner of the moment. I still think he's overrated as a coach. But I will tell you the truth of it is what he does have that's hard to find. Going back to the Panthers, you know, going back to even his time coaching in, in San Diego at the time. And if you go back to now Washington, when his teams and the chips are up against the table and they're getting counted out and there's nothing positive going on, major, even in his losing seasons, majority of the time, Ron Rivera has never had a team quit on him. I'll give him that. He's never had a team quit on him. No matter if they're three games under 500, they're 0 and 5, they're 1 and 5. Even the year that he had Superman as the MVP and Cam and going 13 and 3 or 14 and 2, they went that year dabbing up everybody. His demeanor and the way his teams play for him hasn't changed. And I think that has a big deal. The reason why Ron keeps getting interviews and he stays in the job. But Good job to them. They're moving on. We've got other football news as well, too, uh, that's kind of more current. Um, you know, we've got Aaron Rodgers yesterday speaking out on saying that it's time that all NFL stadiums go natural grass. And I was discussing this with Jonas earlier off air because I've, I've been talking about this off and on for years. And I've always said that, you know, I remember being young eight, nine, 10 years old watching football, 11. I remember being with my dad and <clears throat> being like, man, that turf looks nice. That Astrodome looks nice. I want to feel with that. I want to play on that. And my dad was like, well, you know that semen under there? That stuff don't feel good. And that was back then, 30, 40 years ago. Now, you know, in the last 10 years, you've had you know, different type of lawn care services and different type of artificial grass and artificial turf. This is me. I, you know, normally I'm always usually side of the owners and protecting the shield and hardly don't side too much with the players. But as of late of the, over the last few years, I've tried to be fair and look at it both sides. And this one, I'm going to side a little with the players because this is a financial situation. And normally, you know, like I was discussing with Jonas earlier, the, the, um, the NFL gets criticized for fake hustle, as I call it, on this show, sliding into first base. They get criticized for picking and choosing when they want to talk player safety or what relies on player safety. And I've always said that, hey, man, the extra games on Thursday, that was a union vote. And you know what? The guy that plays special teams. That's number 48 on the team or 50 or he has to make this team in August and in, in camp on special teams. And he might get a chance on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side, depending on what unit he's on. If two guys ahead of him go down with injuries. Other than that, he's on special teams. Those guys, they want the extra money. They want the extra week. They want Thursday night game. They want the extra playoff game because they they want the money. The quarterbacks, the big money of the world, they don't want the extra because it's a money thing. So the point is, though, that topic right there with a Thursday, you can't tell me you care about safety and that's a quick turnaround and you're putting these players out in the armory. For that side of the argument, okay, that's safety. Oh, well, it's money. 
Well, this particular thing about this surface, do I think all these injuries are just a product of either still artificial turf or artificial grass? No. But do I think that they play and contribute? There's enough evidence that they contribute a big part? Yes. And I will tell you, this is on the owners because this can be fixed real quick because this comes down to money. This just comes down to money and cutting corners in regards to having all natural grass and all stadiums. Or either if you want to have artificial turf. And, you know, Jonas found with his research self, he went ahead and basically found the different list of actual companies and what kind of grass they have in all 32 stadiums. We're not going to go through this right now. We're not going to go through all it. But when you look at these different companies that handle these different stadiums, for example, look at the big toaster where they got the Super Bowl at this year. They roll their grass out like basically you got some center rolls and an oven and you're rolling out the tray of the oven. They, that grass rolls out of the stadium. So therefore they can water it and it hits the sun. That costs money to build that stadium like that. And the upkeep weather is about money. And some center rolls taste good. Right? But anyway, um, look, man, this is money. I mean, this comes down to this is real quick. Do you know how you solve this? If this and this is never going to happen. But if the NFL, just like they did with the safety helmets in training camp, there was a company. Do you understand how many safety companies out there, whether it's equipment, helmets, shoulder pads, whatever it might be, stuff in training rooms that we don't see? Do you know how many companies are pitching the NFL to sign contracts with them to provide their service with the NFL? What you do is you take a I mean, you take people's resume you host interviews and as a collective owner of 32 guys that own 32 franchises you vote and say what is going to be the long care or who what company are we going to hire under an nfl contract to service all 32 stadiums with natural grass and that means around the year not just in the playing season but you got to take care of all that they could do that this is a multi-billionaire but you know what they i don't know if you get them all to agree because i'm like hey, how much money is that cutting corners they always say millionaire billionaires they get wealthy for a reason because they they expect things for free and they always looking to cut corners what do you got when you look at the teams that don't have grass surfaces it stands out when you bring up the money conversation because one such owner just up the road about four hours dallas cowboys at&t stadium they use turf sofi which upgrew, which up, outdid Jerry World. They used turf, and that's two teams playing on that field. So that counts as two of the thirty-two playing on artificial surfaces. But when you look at some of those, uh, and, and New York turf. But when you look at other franchises, typical places that you wouldn't think could handle maintaining a grass surface: Chicago, Buffalo, Cleveland. Cincinnati's turf, so it's not like it's a state thing right there. Hmm. But really bringing it back to the money, though, not even just the location, the money. Kroenke and Jerry Jones are two of the most wealthy owners in football. Not in the world. I mean, they're two of the most wealthy men in the world. But two of the most wealthy, wealthy owners in football, and they both use turf. Robert Kraft, New England, turf. So why can't these guys do it when they've got championship money behind them? They're, they're, they're already, they've got the power. It's not like any of them are fighting for seats and have people to answer to in the league. So why do we have to have players tweeting out now two or three Sundays in a row about the playing surface? Well, when a guy like Aaron Rodgers and his stature, okay, 
you know, since he does his weekly thing on Pat McAfee. And I saw Pat McAfee's rant about Bill Cowher and Joe Thomas, which I don't know if I'll get to that, but I'll tell you, because I've always had some with Pat McAfee. Like, he, he ain't look in the mirror. But I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. Can't knock the hustle, though. He's a different tack breaker than I am. Damn, they're doing the same damn thing. Okay. But. And then what? Come up with Pat. What, what grind work Pat didn't put it in the radio industry? Because he punted the football. Okay. And I'll get to that. Y'all know where I'm going with that. But. Okay, those owners that you named, yeah, because they because it's money, they cutting corners. But the truth of it is, man, first of all, this has been a topic in the NFL for a while. It's only coming to the light because you've got more predominant players, like with social media, how many games are televised, the everything's in a microscope. You got players being more outspoken, like, hey man, come on. And whether a guy's on their team, whether he's a brotherhood, it's a fraternity, you could be like, hey man, what's up with this grass? And when you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers that comes out and say, hey, it's time for everybody to go grass. This is something that's an old topic, but I think it comes down to money. And the players are not look, a multi-billion dollar company they can figure it out. If they really wanted to, you get one company that handles all 32 indoor, outdoor stadiums same type of grass and maintain it that's going to cost a pretty penny but those names you own that you name the power players the guys that are wealthy it's about cutting corners man and it's about hey well that's just one expense we don't have to worry about but like i told you and, and moving on from this topic these guys and the owners have to understand is like these are like investments man like you you have to you have to look at it like some of these guys majority spent a big contract um you're paying them even in guaranteed money for services that haven't been rendered yet so if it's really an issue, I mean, you look at Odell's injury in the Super Bowl, there's something to it. But I think this is going to be a topic that continues to grow. We'll see how it goes. But when we get back, we've got a new top 25 playoff release. We'll take a look at that. We've got a, some cute, a few good uh, key college games this weekend, especially one in the Pac-12. Uh, we've got NBA action as well, too. Your Spurs fall the other night to the Warriors. They come up short against Portland. We'll talk about that as well, too. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosek. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to house special nam and seafood lovers' steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Urban serving in for Bartlett. Spin the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right, it is handcrafted in Latvia, and the award-winning Stoli Vodka has been held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so a couple other things. Yeah, that's to, to me, that's one to monitor. You just have bigger names now out speaking about the whole field condition stuff, but that's my thoughts on that. And it's kind of uh, crazy because, you know, before we kind of move on from that topic, uh, but, you know, you have a situation where you have a uh, Aaron Patrick of the Denver Broncos uh, is suing the NFL and SoFi uh, for his injury that Monday night in that Chargers game where he's running off the field and then he's trying to brace his fall from running over official or camera guy. He stops his braces himself and his foot gets caught on one of those black rubber mats. So um, happy for him. I think they're going to have to settle with him. Now, it, it, they might not sell him with him right away because owners are always cautious of what kind of can of worms or presents they're going to set. But that's just where we're at on that. But. Uh, moving on, some other things. Speaking of injuries, well, we'll, we'll get back to the NFL, but speaking of, because I want to get into college, but NBA, a um, couple of things is, you know, taking the radar. Um, the other night, uh, Golden State woke up against your San Antonio Spurs, delivered a beat down on them as expected. And then last night, they got, were on a back to back in Portland um, last night. Yacoperto went nuts. I mean, I think, what do you have, 31 and 14 or something like that? Thirty-one yeah, going on. He went off last night. Yeah, um, you know he's really worked on his craft since this trade. I mean, being over here, I still feel like they need another big man. I like the guy that they they gave like a ten-day contract. What's my man's name? The other big name that's kind of making noise. Uh, Charles Bassey. He's on a yeah. two-way contract. Um, so he's you know with the Austin Spurs, but yeah. it's, it's an NBA contract, two-way contract. Uh, San Antonio native. 
Um, it's crazy, though. He got cut by the Sixers, which is how the Spurs were able to get him off waivers. But something to watch out with Bassey is because it's a two-way contract. Mm. Two-way players can only, unless they've changed it since I last checked, and I check pretty frequently, but uh, they can only play 45, spend 45 days in the NBA. Hmm. All right, so uh, that's going to be something to watch if they maybe convert him to a full contract. Um, I know when Primo got released, they signed Jordan Hall to a, a full contract, so we'll see. Well, the thing that stands out to me about him, because it's not like he's getting, because there, I mean, there's some games where he gets 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that. But the impact he's having on the boards and defensively of just trying to protect the rim, it, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb because they haven't had that in a while. Not saying that he's all world talented. I'm not saying that. I don't believe that. But I like him and the energy that he brings. The one observation I've got about this young team barely coming on about a month into this season okay is in regards to which i've been probably harping on them for years it the group of guys that they have the effort and the attention to try to play defense is there not saying they're holding teams what i mean again this is a different nba now nobody's holding anybody consistently in 90 day now when you get to the playoffs if you look at what the boston celtic did last year golden state's defense in postseasons are always underrated but not too many stellar type of defensive teams around the league anyway but the spurs not saying that they're you know the juggernaut de- but it's been so bad in the last few years and they still give up their cage their threes here and there but the effort and the rotation and the communication that's something positive i do see early on in this nucleus the one thing though and i was high on them okay all right won a national championship uh well thank you no watched his brother won a national championship with dookie when they drafted him trey jones you know there was a point last night you know when dame is having dame time and the you know the rose garden whatever the hell they call it it's going crazy in portland you know, Trey had one shot in the corner, and I can always tell when guys feel like, oh, man, he alligator, alligator armed it, a three-pointer. You, it, it came up short because I could tell it was the moment. He's got to be, you know, this whole team is young, but Trey, I had a lot of hopes for him. I think he still could be part of this team as a future, but he's got to have a little bit more aggressions in those situations. And this is really what you expect from a young team is to go through that type of atmosphere last night and basically go, without a doubt, and the improvement – the dramatic improvement. Remember, I watched this guy in college. Of Vassell's shot and how better and confident and smooth his shot has been since he's been in Florida with Hamilton and since he showed up in the 2-1-0. It just shows you Chip was probably underpaid. Is this his last year or he already went out? I know he announced that he was. Is Chip's this, already gone. Yeah, he's Chip's already Oklahoma gone. Yeah, see, there, there you I go. Believe. That's right. He left to go to Hey. Well, he sprinkled some on his cell on the way out because he's, he's really, his shot has really improved. Um, that's your positive breakdown for the San Antonio Spurs in the first month. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Now, I'm not paying attention to the win and loss column unless we get into a ridiculous losing streak and we're going for a record. I will be keeping that up. But other than that, that's the positive, man. Really what I take. Uh, I want to see more improvement defense. Some of these guys will make no mistake of it. You know, Vassell has really improved, taking the leadership. And I think, and I'll keep saying this, Keldon Johnson looks like a professional. Looks like a professional. Um, with the way he's taking care of his body, I keep saying that. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, other NBA news, uh, the Knicks handed the Jazz their first loss at home. 
You know, this is a team, the Jazz, that were projected to win like 26 and a half games or something like that. I don't understand. Conley is still in the league getting a check. You know, he had a rough go when he first showed up. That, him and the Donovan Mitchell thing didn't work. But you see Conley with some of these other young guys, Sexton. They're getting it going. George, San Antonio's own Jordan Clarkson. That's a mix. This team is going to be a playoff competing team. Worst case scenario, 9-10 playing game. They've just got, I don't, you know, this narrative, and, and like I told you, the one, the hardest thing for the desert and line makers to do is to do futures. And win total, and I don't care what the sport is, win totals, you know, all, that's the hardest for them setting lines to every game every night. So, to me, they were off on this one because I there's this team, there's no reason why they shouldn't win at least 30 or more games. Maybe 35-40. Now, they lost their first home game last night against the Knicks. They were able to get them on the road. So, you know, there you go. Other, um, what else we got? Other NBA news. Uh, what do you got? Well, you've got the Mavericks. Yeah. Who are, are seven and three in their last 10. Uh, they're cooking and, and Luca's still carrying things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing what you can do when you put the hookah and the bottle down and the fast cars for offseason. You go play basketball for your country. And you have a, remember, he was posting workout videos in the summer. I mean, that this is what I've been asking of Luca. I still, you know, the leadership is still come. I think you do those things. It'll go into results of the leaders because that's the one question that's left. Can he really lead a team? Is he a good leader? I think the only thing I can continue need to see, because, yeah, he's balling. I mean, they are balling. But the truth of the matter, because he's came in for the first time since he's been in the league in better shape at the start of the season. But I need improvement of deep. When he makes a commitment to really work on his defense, look, Steph had to do it. Okay, there's been a lot of guys that just obviously defense it especially, but they worked on it. That's the thing that I'll know, okay, Luke is a five-tool player. Because if your your best guy on the team doesn't bust ass on defense, on the defensive side of the ball in basketball, it's going to be hard for the rest of the guys, the role player and the bench guys to do it too. So I'm thinking about, I'm going to give him a couple more years, maybe about, you know, by the time next year, maybe about 2025, you know, it's made an effort where we start talking and know like, dang, look at Luca's defense. Now that all the greats do it, he's got to go ahead and do that. 1-800-707-9760. Also, baseball news, you know, baseball, they'll drag, they'll drag out all the way to the offseason to get their damn awards out. I've never, that's always rubbed me a little bit the wrong way with baseball because they drag these awards out. Well, Big Buck Showalter, okay, picked up his fourth, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Manager of the Year award. You know, really the Mets really got it going this year. Um, now, Buck Showalter, the meaning, first of all, if you get four of these, you know you manage some good teams. Buck is the guy that basically, you know, back in the 90s, the Yankees was sucking ass in the 80s, early 90s. Buck was part of them to get them turned back around. Don Mattingly, you know, last few years of his career. Then you go on and look what he did with the Orioles, you know, getting them. Then you can. But the truth of the matter is, and I like Buck Showalter, but he got to get over the hump. Especially what Dusty Baker just did in Houston. Dust, I don't know how many manager of the year awards Dusty got, but Dusty's got a lot of accolades too. Been in the ball, been in baseball as a player and as a manager now with over 50 years or whatever it is. Um, he really had to get the monkey off his back by winning the title. And the truth of the matter is, Buck, I'm going to be that. It, it, this won't be a story. I mean, no, nobody's going to sit there, but I'm going you know, that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw he won the manager of the year award. You know, I was like, well, 
the only thing left for him to do, Buck, is to get a team to the World Series and win the World Series. Dusty did it. So I'll make sure Buck, because, I mean, that you get four of those, that means, you know, you're, you're doing something right. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so college, a new college ranking playoffs was released last night. Um, I didn't get an opportunity since we went on yesterday to give you an opportunity to give you what mine would have been. Well, let's take a look at it. You got you got to pull up, Jonas, who we got. I mean, of course, um, just off the top of the dome, I know you got Georgia's one, Ohio State two, um, Michigan three, and TCU four. So nothing really changed from last week in the top four because all those teams won. Um, now, when you get down to five, six, and seven, I think we had a little bit of flipping going on because we had Tennessee. I believe Tennessee moved up to that fifth spot. Um, LSU sits in the sixth spot, right? Yeah, you have <laughs> LSU in, at six, and then you have USC at seven. I alluded to this last week about letting these two teams hang around, Alabama and Clemson at eight and nine. If you have to see a little bit more shakeup, curious as to how far they could climb in the last two weeks. And then Utah rounds out the top 10. Oregon now at 12 uh, and just outside of the top 10, Penn State at 11. Well, I will tell you this. Um, those two teams you talk about hanging around there, Clemson and Alabama, I don't see a path for either one of those teams. Alabama, unless they, they would need LSU to lose. Um they would need, of course, LSU to lose. They would probably need TC to lose. They, I mean, there's no path for them. Or Clemson. I think Clemson has a lot to do with their just conference, ACC. It just has to look at their schedule. A lot of people like myself thought that they were getting fat early on the season. It was kind of overrated, even though that, you know, I give Dabo and the guys, the coaching staff credit. They made that defense respectable because it was horrible the first few weeks of the season. But there's no path for those two teams. Uh, I mean, because, you know, I saw somebody on social media and they were talking about, um, I think it was Ken North, the great Ken North. I heart and play like Ken. Shout out to Ken. You know, and matter of fact, I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a TCU alum. But he was talking about saying that the talk he was hearing about people this morning talking about you can't have why, you know, TCU at four and it should be. Look, you know me, I am not a big fan of the Big 12. Haven't been. I don't like the style of football that's played in there for the most part. Like the last past four fights, it's too much run them up, shoot them up. But you cannot, I don't care who it is, any undefeated team that runs the table in the power five and wins their conference championship, you cannot leave them out. Just can't do it. You would be, I would lose all, total. it doesn't matter what the who they played it doesn't matter how their wins and are there that the one team we're debating their one lost team you know schedule is harder than this undefeated tcu you run the table you win the conference championship and one of the power fives you gotta go i just i can't believe that this was the discussion this morning on some of the national tv shows i think kim was saying that he was hearing Stephen a and uh Mad to talk about that they wouldn't have T. Even if they run the table, I'm not putting TC in the four. What? And I'm telling you this when I tell you straight up, there's nobody in that top four right now that I think T. A lot of respect to Sonny Dykes, what he's done. Nobody had TC. I think TC was picked, finished fifth in the Big 12 or seventh, somewhere around there. They look like they're on the path to win it. All credit to him. TCU 
I don't believe would beat any of those teams in that top four right now on a neutral field. And I guarantee you, Michigan, Ohio State, let's put it this way, Ohio State and Georgia, TCU would be a 10.5 point underdog minimum on a neutral field. Maybe 12 or 11 or 12 against Georgia or Ohio State. Michigan, 7.5 underdog. Seven eight. Um, that's just the way. That's just the way it is. I, they they wouldn't. But but if they go undefeated, I'm a uh, you know I'm pro. You got to respect that. You know now if you get an undefeated team from Conference USA, the MAC, something like okay, then we can have a discussion. Do hey you know go, go ask Central Florida years ago? Hell, they made fake rings up. Scott Frost. No one is asked in last in Nebraska. Look what he's doing. Part of everybody get a trophy generation. Hey, man, I know you did. They didn't like, hey, we're going to make these trophies. We're going to hang up a banner. Alabama in the national championship that year. But the truth of the matter is, go ask Central Florida. They went, that's different. I'm talking power five. Can't do it. Can't. If TCU wins out and they beat whoever they're going to play in the Big 12 championship game, they're going to be there at the four. They might not move up to three or two or less. Because Michigan, Ohio State, somebody's coming out of the top four in the next week or two. That is a mega, mega matchup this weekend in the Pac-12 between USC and UCLA. And I was talking about this game three, four weeks ago. I was like, man, I would like to see both of them stay undefeated till now. That's a big one. That's a big one this weekend with USC and uh, UCLA. But if you're powerful, I'm sorry, man. If TCU runs the table, you got to put them in. But there's no path for Clemson and Alabama. The only way Alabama was going to have a path, Arkansas would have had to be, in my opinion, Arkansas would have had to beat LSU. Because you would have had more stuff. Because really, what, Texas A&M, LSU's last game is against Texas A&M. Okay? I, I, you know what? They could take Converse Judson and all they cheating asses over there. They can take about 20 of the guys that didn't pass House Bill 72, doctor it up. Well, I didn't know he was failing. You could take the you could take Judson, and I wouldn't pick AM to beat them right now. I don't know what the hell is who's going to show up. So I'm not banking on AM to beat LSU the last one. The truth of the matter is, they wouldn't need to argue. There's no path for it. And really, I like it this way. Let them be out. Let's get some new blood in here. So then, therefore, they can spend a whole lot of, hey, Donacy's done. Can't recruit no more. Looting coaches. Alabama done. Yeah. Talk up again. Just let old St. Nick figure out this transfer portal crap. Y'all done switched the rules. Y'all done lengthened the golf course. It's so many years against them. You done made golf balls that travel 400 yards farther because he just outdrives everybody. Let him get transferred. Let him get adjusted to this transfer portal thing and this NIL stuff. They'll be back. So it's kind of good. We'll get some new blood. And I think this will be the first time when you bring up these two people, or I should say these two programs, I think this will be the first time since it started, that you wouldn't have Clemson or Alabama in the Final Four. And this is the year they both going to be out on the outside looking in. And I think it's good for college football, especially where it's going in regards to the expansion. You want people in universities to feel kind of what's going on. Now, I also want to touch on, I was thinking, and I just think I heard the news come down a few hours ago. I was like, look, this tragedy that we talked about Monday at Virginia, you know, the coach finally went ahead and spoke and met the media yesterday for the first time. And, you know, and it didn't even dawn on me. We're dealing with a first-year coach at Virginia, okay? Um, 
it's one of those situations where he said, hey, there's, a, there's nothing in the manual through getting prepared to be taking one of these jobs to get you you get you can't even get through the interview, the press conference. I was thinking I said there is no way they're going to play this they can play this game this weekend. There's no way cuz the, the Vegas still had the lineup. I think they had Virginia minus 2 or whatever. There was the last one. but I think if I'm not mistaken in the last couple of hours they've announced they're going to cancel uh their final home games. I think two games. Did I hear that correctly? I'll have to confirm yeah, that on confirm the other that. side of that for you. Uh, yeah. Even uh, the Google and everything still has it on the on the list. Okay, yeah, let's try to confirm that. I thought I would think that's the thing to do. I mean, it's it's a touchy situation on how you honor the victims and everything, especially those three players. Uh, but that's just amazing. I couldn't fathom that they'd be ready to play a football game this weekend. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. Urban spinning the one and twos. We'll be back.